The City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everybody, it's Casey Fields, your manager for municipal advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina. And welcome to this edition of City Quick Connect podcast. What is going on? That is the name of this week's podcast. <laughs> the CQ, City, City CQC, Quick Connect what is, in the world is, is going, going on. on? I don't, I can't begin to explain it, but we'll try. Scott, we have six days left. One, two, three, four, five, six, two weeks left in mm. this year's legislative session, the end of a two-year session. And I feel like, I mean, I've never done a soapbox derby or like a Pinewood derby, but I feel like that we're in one of those like box cars and the wheels are just starting to fall off, but we're still going 110 miles an hour down a really big hill. Uncle Russell, when he was in Cub Scouts, won the Blue Ridge Council Pinewood Derby. Do you know and that? that's a big deal. That Do you know that Charlie Barino's son I just saw his, he won his packs. Yeah. yeah. It's very exciting. He did a Fortnite car I and st- won the derby from his crowd. I Shout still out. Have, I still have my um, my derby car. Oh, how it, nice. It never won anything. My, I think you my dad- You normally keep stuff for like 40 years? Well, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a keepsake. It's a big deal. But now- Uncle Russell, he you know he destroyed his. Right. I don't even I don't even know if he still has the trophy that he won. It was a big trophy for back in the. I don't understand early why 80s. retired Lieutenant Uncle Russell can't just keep something that's a big deal like that. Well, you know, I'm a sure he's, he's probably got it somewhere. But mine was never fast enough. Tucked away. It was the you, you had to put a number on it, and so I. I remember seeing a stock car back in the early '80s. You think this is what started your love of NASCAR? I don't know, but it had, it had the number was zero, right? Okay. But the guy had put in front of the zero U F O U F zero. Okay. And I was like, that's pretty cool. So I, I put that in stencil on mine. Scott, clever at such a young age. <laughs> anyway. How did I even know that that was How did we that get on, story? I have no idea. Oh, you because because you felt like that's what we've come down I to. I do. You know, I feel like we finals. are flying. I mean, I, maybe we're at Darlington in a stock car and we're flying around treacherous turn four, or that's at Daytona, and the wheels start coming off, and we're, but we're still going a million miles an hour. We're going so fast. Everything is moving so fast. But well, two years things ago, are kind of starting to fall apart. Two years ago, Lewis Hamilton won a, a Formula One race on three wheels. No he, way. He made it. He made it ju- almost the entire lap on three wheels. He was that far ahead. Was he sparking on the axle from oh, the yeah, lost yeah. wheel? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, but yeah. he was so far ahead of everybody else, right? That he he won the race anyway. That's so, impressive. Yeah. Well, let's hope we can win this race on three wheels. Looking forward to uh, Darlington <laughs> coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Of course you so. are. You're going, I'm assuming. I don't know. I hadn't decided yet. Oh, well, better make that decision pretty quick. Yeah. Let's talk about, let's talk about the Senate first. I want to kind of start in the Senate and then we'll walk across to the House. So the Senate started on Tuesday. They started debating the Senate Finance Committee's version of the budget. Yes. They started with subcommittee um, kind of an overview. Every subcommittee chairman from Senate the the budget process and Senate finance gave an overview of what their subcommittee did and the decisions that that subcommittee made as far as funding. Yep. And then they went into amendments. 
Yes. And that's where the drama started. That is where the drama started. So we knew going into it, there was going to be an attempt to get more money in the budget for the I-73 project. Did we know that in advance? We did. I think we did. Yes. Um, the Horry County delegation, Horry County and Georgetown County. Yeah, and Georgetown. That's right. They were trying uh, to get more money for their project. Yep. For Senator that project, which Stephen Goldfinch from Georgetown, that's right. uh, Greg Hembry from North Myrtle Beach, Luke Rankin from Conway, um, all those those three all put up a bunch of amendments in an attempt to get funding for I seventy three, and the way that they were proposing to pay for that, which was only they were looking for three hundred million dollars. That's right. Okay, I say only three hundred billion. But they were proposing to use the money that had been designated for the tax rebate. Right. The billion dollars, billion with a B, that was designated by the Senate, the entire Senate, Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. That's right. For this tax rebate. And this tax rebate is going to amount to $100 for people who were filing jointly, Mm -hmm. married filing jointly. Right. And then... Other people would get between that $100 or $50 up to $700. Right. And among those people who are going to get some of that rebate or proposed to get some of that rebate are people who don't pay income taxes Mm -hmm. because only, I think it's 50 some odd percent of people in South Carolina actually pay income taxes. Interesting. Okay. And the the thinking behind, the theory behind, giving somebody who doesn't pay income taxes to the state a this rebate is well they pay other taxes like sales, sales taxes, taxes okay. if they property taxes. if they yeah if they rent they okay. pay property taxes okay. through their rent or mm-hmm. whatever so uh Senator Goldfinch who he's the one who probably was most passionate right started right. started that long debate yesterday uh, trying to secure money from that billion dollars for I-73. Now, in doing that, they attempted to also make it attractive for other senators to join them in adopting in adopting those amendments by putting money towards the Department of Transportation, putting more money towards CTCs, putting right. money towards um, the $1,500 bonuses to state employees that is not in the Senate's version of the budget. Right. Other and so they made these multiple, multiple, multiple attempts to the tune of forty or fifty amendments. Right. Some they they pulled down. Some they took down. They, yeah, yeah, were very similar. Yeah, they were. They would be the same. They just changed one element right. of the amendment. Right. And the votes to table those amendments were always thirty some odd to fewer than ten. Right. Right. I think it was like six or seven. Right. Uh-huh. That was the most. And these were roll call votes. Yeah. Which means that every senator who was present. That's right. Had to give a voice yes or no That's in right. favor of tabling the amendment or not. So it really dragged it, dragged the debate out. Mm-hmm. Um, and into Wednesday, right? Like and, it and, started Tuesday. Yeah, and then it started we, Tuesday. Well, of course, Tuesday. They didn't start the, they didn't start debating I-73 until Wednesday. Until Wednesday, yeah. Until I mean, yesterday, because that's what started. Tuesday's Senate debate was very routine yes. on the budget. Just going through amendments. Just went through numbers and, right. and, and, and you know, that's pretty right. routine amendments. And then, But I mean, it was Wednesday morning. About immediate, yeah, that, right that's out the box. When, yeah, yeah that, that's when it started really. Yeah. 
And so um, that effort failed, um, and it's going to be interesting to see how that affects particularly Senator Goldfinch and Senator Henry, both of whom are members of the Senate Finance Committee. Mm-hmm. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see how that debate that they led right. is going to affect them and their effectiveness on Senate finance in the future. Because it did get very passionate. It did get very... Um, I don't want to say heated because there were really no exchanges, but no. it, it was very, I mean, they really believed in what they were doing. And I, you know, I got to appreciate that about it, them. It was tense for sure. That's a good word. That's um, a good word. And and the reason it was tense is because some of their ire was directed at Senate Finance Chairman Harvey Peeler mm-hmm. from Gaffney, who is has taken a different approach. Right. That's right. In proposing and protecting the budget that he thinks right the finance committee version the, the finance committee uh-huh. put forward and that he he has he has shepherded through so um, that made it tense and 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 again that uh, it will be interesting to see how it affects them those two individuals in particular going forward uh, being on on the finance committee so Scott while we're talking about the budget let's just focus on that real quick so today Thursday the Senate did the roll call vote mm-hmm. on third reading and they go through and each senator can say, I vote yes on the entire budget. Right. And then they can also vote no on certain sections or abstain from certain sections. Mm-hmm. So we did that this morning, um, went through it, gave it third reading, sent it back over to the House with the Senate amendments yeah. on it. There, There's a lot of chatter right now, and, and, and rightly so, I think, about a continuing resolution. Yeah, that that's one of the biggest arguments that Senator Goldfinch made on the floor in particular yesterday is, look, senators, the House has has no appetite for a rebate. Mm-hmm. The House's version of the budget included six hundred million dollars in cuts to the income tax. Okay. Right, that right. that will ramp up to that billion dollars. But remember everybody the state has the general assembly has 2 billion dollars available to it in in recurring and non-recurring funds the senate proposed to lower the income tax rate right out the gate mm-hmm. to to as low as they could get to take up the first billion right the second billion is where the rebate comes senator in. peeler in particular wanted the rebate to okay. send back these cash payments right to taxpayers or not across the state. Mm -hmm. The House only has $600 million worth of income tax rate cuts in its version of the budget. It did not even contemplate a rebate. Instead, the House's version of the budget sends that billion dollars to other priorities and Mm -hmm. other other funding opportunities in the budget. And Senator Goldfinch said, look, I've had conversations with House leadership, mm-hmm. and they've told me. Yeah, he said that on the floor. We are not going to go along with a rebate. Like they wouldn't even entertain a conference committee meeting. Correct. Right. That that's what. Yeah, that's what Goldfinch said on the floor. So if we're not gonna, we're, if we're not gonna concur with the Senate amendments, which in, normally, in the House, it, normally, I think I've seen a concurrence once or twice in right. my career. Right. Um, which is, I mean, you know, I started when I was 12. So that's that's not ago. unusual. Um, but normally the house, the house would amend back and the Senate would non-concur sending it to conference committee. Right. They'd work it out in conference. They'd come back, they'd adopt it and we're out. 
Um, but leadership in the House apparently has told Senator Goldfinch, according to what he said yesterday, they are not even going to entertain a conference committee. And I'll tell you what, Scott, the, the Senate budget debate came on the heels of the Senate debate on forty nine nineteen, the election reform bill, the election yes. reform bill, and I am I'm, I'm I'm meshing topics here, but I feel like it's, it's important relevant. to understand the big picture. Yeah. So the the Senate, the main sticking point in that bill was advice and consent on the election director and the board. Correct. The House did not want that. the The governor did not want that. Right. The Senate did it. They sent it back to the House. Yeah, as soon as it came back to the House, they they recommitted it to Judiciary. And I think we I think we talked about this last week. So that tensions are already high over that election bill um, between House and Senate. And we're going we're going to talk about that in just a minute. And then then we've got the the budget debate where they're not budging on the rebate. And then they got rebite. That sounded like where my rebate. whole family's from, Macby. Shout See, out, town of Macby, good Panthers. For those of you who don't know, we got brand new cans, headphones. Yes, so y'all, that we, can we look better so professional right now. So Casey, got I did. To, I just heard myself just heard say herself rebite for the first time. Ugh. So, so sending that over with that in there on the heels of making this change in the election bill yeah. that nobody it, it's, it's, it's very tense right now between the two chambers. So, so where does that leave us budget wise? I mean, we, they, the, the general assembly has until June the 30th That's at right. midnight That's right. to pass a budget. But Scott, let me just add this real quick too. So they adjourn May 12th. Yeah. They have to pass a sine die resolution yes. or an adjournment resolution before 5 PM on May the 12th in order to do with in order to come back bring themselves back to deal with the designated pieces of legislation that are designated in the sine die resolution which would presumably include the budget and hopefully arp since we haven't done anything with that either but that assumes that they're going to pass a sine die resolution right and last week former ways and means chairman no, or current ch- yeah, current ways chairman. and means chairman merle smith he introduced a continuing resolution, which if everybody remembers back during COVID, they passed a CR when they could not be here right. to to pass a budget. Right. Um, and that continuing resolution just continues to fund the functions of state government as the previous as year. The cur- as the current fiscal yes. year levels we're in right now. Right. That's right. No that, new money. No new money, which in this budget we have, I mean. Two billion dollars. To quote Merle Smith, to quote Biggie Smalls, my money, my problems. I, th- there's a lot of frustration inside the chambers. Yes. But there's a lot of frustration in the lobby. Yes. But those frustrations are based on different reasons. Yes. That is correct. <laughs> in the chambers, the frustrations, it seems that, you know, why can't y'all get along? Why can't y'all go along with what we want? <laughs> right. In the lobby, the frustration is what in the world is going on? That's right. That's in a, exactly In a right. time when the state is facing more money than it has ever had. That's correct. And we are facing this showdown between the two chambers. Now, maybe maybe everybody's going to cool off and back maybe away for a little bit. Maybe we'll take the weekend, maybe drink some delicious lemonade or something and just kind of enjoy the weather if we have nice weather. Yeah. And, we, still, you know, we, still have a, we still have until June the 30th to pass a budget. That's right. But Scott, let me add this twist in there. We got primaries. Yes. In June. Yep. Now, who wants to come back to Columbia 
after Sani die, who wants to come back if you're if you are running in a primary? Yeah. Who wants to come back to Columbia and not campaign in your district? And what date is that? What t- which Tuesday I is that? I can't remember. I'll have it's, to look it up. It's the, it's it's the a, first Tuesday, isn't it? Um. Yeah. It's the first Tuesday. Here. The seventh. So, June seven. June seven with runoffs in the primary twenty one. Yeah. So which would when, leave you nine days? Which would mean they'd have to come back fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, maybe. Or twenty two, twenty three. I don't know. I'm. I am speculating. Well, all like I can say. business. All right I can now. say right now, based on what happened this week and what we've conversations that we've had and heard, it is. Uh, it it is it is gloomy right now. It really I am. Is. I am glum. But I don't, well, I, I noticed when you came back from the state house today, you were a little <laughs> down in the dumps. I was a little glum. You were. But you are. hopefully, again, <laughs> I hope Beer Keller is going to help you with that. Well, that is tonight. <laughs> they got rained out Tuesday night, so I'm heading down <laughs> the river tonight. Very excited about I that. I hope that'll make you feel better. So, yeah. real quick, you want to talk about the poorest proviso in the budget before we move on to some other legislation? Yes, uh, probably one of the only things that's uh, similar to the House <laughs> versions right. of the budget that's in the Senate budget is the proviso that would allow uh, public safety officials to return to work with no earnings cap, uh, no earnings limitation on them if they've been broken from service for a year. Um, now, that's a proviso. It's only good for one year, but right. uh, hopefully that's a prelude to permanent legislation. Right, that has been introduced. That's it's been just... introduced, and they just haven't gotten to it. So um, that's that's good news on, on that side. And then they, they included a proviso in the House, I mean, in the Senate version, to require that you have to be 21 or older in order to purchase booze pops. Remember booze pops came up in the house last week. Yeah. Well, there's a piece of standalone legislation to regulate booze pop vendors. Liquor sickles, booze pops, liquor pops, you name it. Spiked ice cream. Spiked ice cream. Whatever. And I didn't know this. I was talking to some friends about it last night and they said there's a, um, like a van that rolls around in the neighborhood. Really? Yeah, you just got to flag it down, and you can get a booze pop. I had no that? idea. That's I'll pay attention. I mean, I knew there's one on King Street in, I'll be in Charleston. Attention. So. Well, don't you have to be over twenty one or twenty one or uh, over to buy alcohol anyway? I, yes. Okay. Yeah, according to current law, right? I don't know. I don't know okay. how it works. I've never, I've never purchased a booze. Pop. I haven't either. But <laughs> but I'm going to now. I should. Yeah. Before I'm they're going gone. To now. Before you can't I mean, get I'm, one. I'm barely over 21, so that would be. I mean, they'll probably have to check my ID and stuff. <laughs> um, so let's talk about a couple of pieces of legislation that we're following very closely and that have kind of hit a hit a point. I guess like a, a stalling point behind elections and budget and everything else. So House Bill 3050. Erica has been working on this for. Two years, I think so, uh-huh. law enforcement reform. Yep. That was passed out of the full judiciary only to meet uh, two senators. Senator Corbin took his name off of the bill, yeah. but Senator Hutto still has an objection Yes. Um, to that bill. We've heard some rumblings that, I don't want to say just yet, but we've heard some rumblings that there could be some action on that bill next week. Yeah, Senator Brad Hutto, the Senate Minority Leader, Senator from Orangeburg, has an objection on the bill. That's right. Uh, he has made his concerns known to our law enforcement partners. Right. Erica met with him this morning, actually, and uh, spoke to him about it, trying to find out what, if anything, we could do to help address his issue with the bill also. Um, I don't know that there is anything that can be done to address his his issue, but I know that the law enforcement 
uh, folks are working on that. And right. uh, I We're know gonna give it a shot. there are some other senators who are interested in it as, as well, particularly in light of the shootings that have taken place recently here in the state over mm-hmm. at the Columbiana Mall, mm-hmm. the, the North, shootout North down Charleston. in North Charleston That's over right. the weekend. There, there was seemed to be bipartisan outrage about the shooting uh, in North Charleston, particularly in the Senate. There are a lot of senators who got up and, and said, mm-hmm. hey, we need to do something about it. They, uh, Senator um, Adams from Adams. the Low Country, yeah, mm-hmm. he showed the video that a mom had taken while yep. she was there and it was pretty, pretty yep. he's awful. a uh, uh, He's a Republican from down there. Right. He's former law enforcement, right? For, he's former former cop. Yeah. So he's interested in it. Uh, the issue is how do we keep these, these, how do we keep the kids who, and these are kids essentially, right. people who shouldn't have guns. That's right. Because they're they're ineligible in terms of their age or prior histories or whatever. Mm-hmm. How do we keep these guns away from them, or how do we keep them in jail when they have committed prior offenses? Right. And the I think one of the concerns is that if you're possessing a firearm illegally, the penalties for that in the state are not strong enough. Mm-hmm. And so I think there may be some effort going forward to try and address the lack of the lack of treating these offenses as seriously as they are becoming because right. it's one thing for two people to start shooting at one another but they're doing it in crowded places where they are ultimately going to end up hurting or killing other people. Um, Senator Dick Harputlian from Richland County he got on the floor on Tuesday and said that he would be doing something about this in legislation very soon and then I saw where on Governor McMaster's Instagram page said he completely agreed with him. So I, well, I think there's going to be some action. I don't know if it'll get anywhere. We don't have a lot of time left. Um, but tis the season. You know, normally we celebrate Christmas in December, but we like to, there are certain bills um, that are starting to appear now as Christmas trees. Christmas trees, yeah. Which means they have a lot of decorations on them, which means they are being amended. They are being added to if there is a, Another bill that hasn't passed, then if it's a bill that has already passed one chamber or the other and it is remotely um, germane yep. or, you know, similar to yep. the language, then it's getting added on big time. So we're, we're watching a lot of that happen and we're being very vigilant. I feel like I say that word every podcast, but this is when, you know, when you're driving a car on three wheels and you're going really fast, you have to be yeah. vigilant. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you gotta your your senses become more heightened. Yes, right, right. You're a little bit more tense. You're a little bit more. Kinda, you know, you you've got more control. Your hands are a little quicker on the wheel. That's right. That's right. Right. Um, so, we're just gonna do a I complete and total NASCAR the, metaphor. The, the racing analogies. Um, here. All right, now let's talk about nine eighty four. Nine eighty four. The bill to fix, I guess, the Burns versus Greenville County Council. Yes, um, we talk case. about it every week. We talk about it every week. I'm so tired of talking about it. What happened there? It got out of a Ways and Means, House Ways and Means subcommittee on Tuesday. And full today. And full Ways and Means today. It's going to, so it did get out. It did get out. Okay, good. Yeah. And then, so it'll be on the floor next week. Our the The county association has been working this thing very, very hard uh, we've been assisting them to the extent that we can and where they've asked us. There's going to be a 
It's going to be an interesting debate on the House floor when they take this thing up, hopefully next week. Um, There are a number of House members who are actively working against the bill, (laughs) including including one of the House members who was a part party to the lawsuit, who brought the lawsuit <laughs> How about that? against Greenville County however many years ago. I'm shocked. It's going to be difficult to keep that bill clean. Right, right. And I'll, and I'll Yeah, give, because, I mean, it, it, it might as well have a huge target on it because well, it's a Senate bill that's already passed the Senate that's already gone through full well, committee in true. the process. So if anything remotely is related to well, it, they're going to try to amend it. Because that's how you get stuff passed at the last minute. And irrespective of the squabbling, the 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 contest that's going on between the House and the Senate, um, I'll give you a, a, a preview of what it not staying clean means. Okay. In subcommittee, uh, Representative Todd Rutherford from here in Columbia asked the county officials who were there to testify in favor of the bill, why don't you just come and ask us, for authority to levy a road, a road fee. Mm-hmm. If that's what the problem is, then why don't you just ask us for that? The issue isn't just about road fees. The Burns decision threatens all fees, okay, no matter what they're paying for. Okay. Because, you know, under the Burns decision, it seems to me that somebody could make the argument that any fee that any city resident pays also benefits people from outside the city. So you and I pay a city water bill. Right. 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 But people who come across the river and work in Columbia uh-huh. and... Uh, then go back to live in like and, city of Casey or West and Columbia. And wash their hands or they go to the bathroom. At or their office. They are the dishwasher at a restaurant in mm-hmm. the city of Columbia. They are also getting the benefit of you or that business paying that fee. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, to me, is that's what it seems that the Burns decision was all about, that people who don't pay the fee are also getting a benefit, and therefore it's it's violative of the statute from people are driving into Greenville, Greenville County from other places, but right. they're driving on the roads. Correct. Uh-huh. So why couldn't you apply that same theory? I'm, I'm telling somebody. Of course, there are a lot people who are a lot smarter than me have already figured this out. Of course. Right? So that's why 984 has to get passed clean the way it is, because it protects all the fees, not just road fees. So that bill will be on the floor on the House calendar. It'll be read across. I can't remember if it was read across today. Yeah, I don't know. Um, because that Ways and Means meeting went until 10 o'clock um, when the House went in. So it'll it'll be on the calendar next week to hopefully get that done um, to solve well, that problem. What I would suggest to all of our municipal officials who are listening, call your House member and su- ask them to support Passage of 984, clean. As it's written, no amendments. Um, Scott, that's interesting that you say a lot of listeners. We've got a treat at the end of the show. Oh, yeah. You were supposed um, to tease that earlier. I know. Well, I just did. We've got a treat at the end of the show. We've been getting a lot of correspondence, and I'm really looking forward to this part. <laughs> really am. Let's also talk about 4408, which was the House version of the American Rescue Plan Act bill that allocated money to states. Right. That was the bill, the the 448 was the House bill that distributed that money. Yes. It's been to the Senate. Yes. It was amended back to the Senate version, sent back to the House. Yes. And it is on the House calendar. We've been adjourning debate on that for several days now, and that just means that they just skip over it and kind of, I guess, push off the debate until another time. Six days. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's 
it's time to deal with that as well. But so these are the, all the things. I mean, you think about budget, election laws, if if they want to do that, the ARP money, the green. I think I said the 984, the Greenville bill, yeah. law enforcement reform. The, there's a lot of stuff left to do. Yes. And these things are getting pushed aside in favor of squabbles. Right. You know, dust ups 40, is, like, is what we call it yes. at our house. 4408, the ARP bill, we got six, six days left to get that thing passed. Mm-hmm. But if everybody will recall, it took the governor a while to pull down our ARP funds That's to our right. cities. Most everybody in the, in the country just about had yeah. pulled down their NEU money for, for smaller cities and towns in like May of last year. Right. We didn't get ours pulled down until August, mm-hmm. September That's right. of, of last year. So that was six months, five months. Now it's almost May. We're right. four months in, another four months delay. That's some good interest it's accruing, I in, guess. In getting the state's ARP funds. who Distributed. And, the, and of course, the states had their ARP money for a whole say, lot that, longer. That's been already, that was, that was pulled down. That it's was, just been sitting and waiting yeah, to be distributed. Was, and that was pulled down. The state received their funds long, you know, like late 2020. Right. Early, super early 21. And so here we are. With six days left in the session, meanwhile, you've got cities and towns across the state who are waiting mm-hmm. as they've been, they, as right. they were instructed to, as they were asked to by on the con- state. On construction projects. Right. Wait to spend your money until the state decides right. how it's going to distribute its funds. For possible matches, right? Right. So, you know, go ahead and do your planning, but don't pull the trigger yet because mm-hmm. we're going to have money to help help you leverage your funds to make your projects bigger. But- nobody seems to be in any kind of hurry to, to make that, that come done. to fruition. So it, it is back to what I said earlier about the frustration in the lobby. Yes, very. Um, and, and I'll tell you, until the General Assembly, members of the General Assembly start hearing from impatient locals back home, that's right. they are not going to be interested in doing anything to get these projects no, and, and especially, Scott, it's an election year, and yeah. so they should feel the pressure from their constituents back home if they have primary or general opposition to do something yeah. that is really substantial for the people of our state. Well, I read in the paper today, in the Aiken paper today, that the city of Aiken is looking at building a, a new water treatment plant. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're going to need, they, they could really use some of these ARP funds to get ready to, to make plans to, get, the to get, get this thing going right. and infuse that cash or at least know that, hey, this cash is going to be available to us to use in, in our planning right now. Mm-hmm. Inflation's continue, t- continuing to go up. That's right. Materials. That's what we hear about. Expensive. M- materials are going up. Labor There's shortages. The potential of a looming recession That's I heard right. this morning. That's right. So none of that bodes well. No. But High interest rates. But we're... Which are good for keeping money. But places. we're potentially not going to pass a budget by right. July 1st. None of that... I- Listen, so I, I budget my household budget a lot different than that. That's all I'm going to say. I learned from my grandmother, who was a child of the Depression, that you stuff cash in pockets. Well, cities, I will not tell anybody where I live. My sister does think that I keep cash in suitcases buried in the backyard. Well, cities and towns don't budget this way either. Right. Exactly. It's exactly right. They ain't got any choice. All right. So let us let me do one more thing. Um, I know you've got a meeting. So oh, I do? We've got, yeah, oh, yeah, you do. Yeah. 
Oh uh, yeah. How do I know your schedule better than you? You're because you're you're the admin extraordinaire. <laughs> you're right. God, you're so right. <laughs> Just add it um, to the at the end of your official right. title. I did a little uh bishop building um some, some operations. I did. I did today. some. I did Operation some operations um, managing today. Um, I want to talk about what happened this afternoon. This is kind of breaking in the full House Judiciary <laughs> Committee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to talk about that because there were, I don't know, six or seven bills on the agenda. Yeah. Um, the first bill, I think it was Senate Bill 560, was a, a bill that created a study committee on heirs property. Yeah. And they- It's a Senate bill, right? Right. It's a yeah. Senate bill. Yeah. Um, that's in the House they, Judiciary Committee. That's right. So it's already passed the Senate. And it's yes. already moving its way through. Um, the House Judiciary Committee amended that bill to include language from the House version. I, it didn't include it. It was a strike and insert. insert. Right, right, right. That's yeah. What I, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. It completely took out the Heirs Property Study Committee, did away with that. All of that language is gone. And replaced it with House language from 4919 and 3444, which are the two election bills that were passed by the house that included house language yes right and not only did they do it to that bill yes but they did it to another bill i think they did it to all and of another the bills. bill and another bill and another bill and this is in retaliation that's right seemingly for the house recommitting the Senate's version of 4919 the election reform bill that we just talked about when it came back from the Senate, the House sent it straight back to committee, which essentially is a death sentence for right. that bill. And they got mad. And I, we mentioned this earlier. The House was upset because the Senate included advice and consent yes. on State Election Commission director and board. And this was what they did in response yes, to that language what, in 4919. This is what the House Judiciary Committee did that's right. in response to that insult mm -hmm. <laughs> you know that the senate gave the house right as they would i would characterize it and that's where we are um i would like to take this time six days from the end of the session six days two weeks that's where we are and if you want to get something if you want to give something third and final reading it has to be given second reading on wednesday may 11th yes because you got to get third the next day. And if you don't, you got to get it in the signy die resolution. Assuming there is one. Assuming there is one. And if you don't do that, then it is dead. Dead, dead, dead. So if you aren't picking up what we're laying down on mm -hmm. the frustration levels, right. then rewind and listen to the podcast again. If I tell <laughs> if I tell my kids something and they're like, okay, mom, yeah. And then I go, hey, you smell what I'm cooking? Yeah. You picking up what I'm putting down? And they look at me like, whatever. And they roll their eyes, whatever, mom. <laughs> like, you're too young to give me a whatever. I want to say. But, but hang what? on. Okay, we're gonna, But we're going to get to spend some time with a bunch of mayors this weekend. I'm very excited about that. For the Association of South Carolina Mayors yeah. annual I'm very, conference. I'm very excited about that. It's our first in-person conference. It's 2019. Um, we took 2020 and 2021 off um, for COVID. We were back in person and I'm very excited about seeing everybody. How many you got signed up that are coming? Not a yeah. lot. I don't know. I got to look at my final number. We've had some folks kind of at the last minute say, is it too late? And of course, I'm not going to tell them no. No, so, absolutely. Um, I want to say congratulations um, to Speaker-elect Yes, uh, Merle Smith, a Republican from Sumter. Um, he was elected by acclamation, mm -hmm. um, there were no other nominees. The next Speaker of the House, as everybody knows, Jay Lucas uh, resigned 
as speaker effective May the 12th at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. or sunny die. Yep. Um, he's not running for re-election, and he wanted to ensure a smooth transition. So we, he went ahead and resigned, and um, Merle Smith was elected. Now, let's go back a couple of steps. So Merle Smith is the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. Correct. Merle resigned that position as of 5 p.m. on May the 12th yep. because the speaker cannot be on a committee. And the House Ways and Means Committee elected Representative Gary Simrel, the Republican from Rock Hill, mm-hmm. as the new chairman of Ways and Means right. as of effective May 12th. Right. And um, Representative Gilda Cobb-Hunter is still the first vice chairman. Mm-hmm. And they elected Gary Double R. Smith as the second vice chairman of House Ways and Means Correct. Committee. So they're, they're, the leadership dominoes are beginning to fall. Well, and of course, of note of is note. that neither Gary Smith nor Gary Simrel, That's right. the Gary Caucus. Right, are running for re-election. Neither of them is running for re- right. re-election. So this is a short-lived fall. term Yes, um, as chair and second vice chair of notably the most powerful committee in the House. So those are just things that have happened today. <laughs> Um, As the late, great Jimmy Jabert said, I think that's enough. Right. <laughs> I completely agree. Um, that all happened today within about an hour of each other. Yeah. Um, we obviously are working with Senator Harvey Peeler, a new finance committee chairman. So we're, we're going to have, you know, we have a new finance committee chairman in the Senate. We will have a new Ways and Means, which is the finance committee of the House. Right. Um, th- that's a lot of newness. Yes, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of change and and pile with the elections, on, I was going to say pile yeah, on top of that with all the, elections, of the new members that are all the come people in. that are retiring the leadership positions. That means that you know there will be a new House Majority Leader. There's going to be some new House um, Committee Chairman, and with elections in the House, Senate's not up for another two years. But you know there are there are house members running against each other and you got a new caucus in the house that was announced last yeah, week. Yeah, we, talk we about talked that about last that last week? week. Yeah, the, the freedom, freedom caucus. caucus. Yeah. So yeah. we we've got a lot there's you know, there's a lot of changes. Don't go changing. I was going to quote Tupac on his song What's Changes. It? I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, you should listen to it. You'd like it. Mm. To close out the show today, I just want to make a note. Roll call. That we've got listeners in every corner of the state. From Charleston to Greenville to Columbia to York to Myrtle Beach, the Grand Strand to McComic to McComic to, to Springdale, Six Mile. We've got everybody. Bennett's so I want to call out a couple of people who have emailed us this past week to say, "Hey, I listen to the podcast." Everybody well, wants to wants a little credit. I'm a proud podcast listener. We're so grateful for it, too. We really are. We really are. You know, people in the office make fun of us that we don't have anybody that listens and that we, um, you know, we're just kind of talking to ourselves, but we're about to prove all those people wrong. This show would not be a success without our loyal Absolutely. You have no idea how good it makes us feel when we get an email saying, love the show, or maybe you should talk about this. Why don't you talk about that? Well, or why don't... You know what? We're we're working through our IT staff okay. to set up a special dedicated email address I'm excited for you about to that. send us an email. And That's if we're lucky, we might read yours on the show. Can we do accents? That would be my favorite. Um, <laughs> Heather... Jolene, Michelle, Reba, Miriam, of course. Y'all, I feel like y'all have to listen. Um, Lawrence, 
Camilla, Seth, Greg, uh, your buddy Phil Cobb from the golf course. Um, Vicky, she's a dedicated listener. Um, those those people have just let us know. Hey, they've either called or emailed to say. Did you say Roy? No, I forgot. Captain Roy. Yes. Captain Roy listens all the time. Yeah. Captain Roy is a staple in my life, and I really appreciate that. Um, I appreciate you listening. Please, do you have anything else to say before I close this out? No. Again, back to what Jimmy Jabert said. I think that's enough. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you next week. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.